Well, I was going to call this episode the taco episode because I've been in search of the perfect taco here in uh, Nashville. And um, I have two young friends who I took down to Broadway last night before they go on their respective ways to finish their journey to become veterinarians. And uh, I wanted to show them a little bit of Nashville and Broadway. And uh, we ended up going to Miranda Lambert's Casa Rosa. And I had talked to Chef Tomas beforehand and said, what do you recommend? He said, you know, everything on the menu is good. Of course, he created it, but uh, but um, he said, everything on the menu is good, but I recommend the tacos. Now, being a person who loves tacos, I was all thrilled to go have a taco there. And I'm looking down there, and I had kind of decided, oh, I'm probably going to get the shrimp taco. It has some kind of a honey glaze, and it sounded really, really good. And mind you, because I'm gluten-free, I eat a lot of tacos and a lot of Mexican food that is corn-based because it doesn't really upset my stomach the way that flour-based stuff does. And I'm looking at the menu, and uh, Eloisa, who was with me, uh, she kind of had said something about hot chicken, and I, I saw chicken and waffles. I said, Eloisa, you should get that. He says, I'm kind of thinking it. I looked at it a little bit, said, I can't eat it. And then I discovered it was a cornmeal waffle. I said, well, if it's cornbread, cornmeal, I can probably eat it a little, I could probably eat it, you know, because I could tolerate just a little bit of flour and stuff and breading. Um, I can actually eat an Egg McMuffin of all things from McDonald's. What does this say about their, their, their English muffins if, if somebody who's, uh, who's very gluten intolerant like I am can eat, <laughs> can eat that with no effect? I can have one. I, I, I've never tried it beyond more than one. But anyway, I, um, I, uh, looked at it some more and I said, you know, that just sounds really, really, really good. <laughs> I was so hungry for the hot chicken and waffles last night. So I ordered that along with one of Miranda Lambert's signature margaritas. And uh, then we got the uh, trio of uh, of uh, salsas. It had the guacamole. It had the uh, salsa verde and uh, kind of a... Um, pico de gallo, more type salsa, along with these really great tortilla chips. And uh, so I went ahead and ordered that, and Eloisa ordered the uh, one of the tacos. And I think she got the hot chicken tacos. And uh, because she keeps kosher... She uh, made sure that they didn't put the cheese on it, so I, I can't. I don't remember what she had substituted on top of it. And I said, "How are the tacos, Eloisa?" And she's a very literal person. She's the sweetest, most wonderful person in the world, and she's going to make a very great vet, despite what she she despite her reservations about the whole thing. She's going to make a very great vet because she's a very caring, sweet person, and. Uh, she said, well, I made some substitutions to it. I can't really give you an honest opinion. I said, Eloisa, just tell me how the tacos are. And she said, they're really, really good. I said, that's all I needed was that they're really, really good so I could report back on my podcast that I had planned to do about tacos. Now, on the other hand, I had ordered, because I ordered the uh, hot chicken and waffles, I'm going to also report on the hot chicken and waffles. It was really, really, really good. The cornbread waffle was very 
light and fluffy. And it had a little bit of kick to it because I, I don't know if it came from the little bit of the corn, the uh, corn salsa that was on top of it with a little bit of a kick with a little jalapeno or the uh, hot uh, syrup may have been flavored with some kind of a uh, oil or something. Every, you would be eating along and you'd have this really fluffy waffle and then you pick up some of the hot chicken, which is breaded really well and tasted really good in and of itself. And you'd hit this little hot spot. But it was kind of this sweet hot spot. It was a really great hot spot. And the texture of the waffle was just fantastic. And i got to tell you, Chef Tomas, it really, really hit the spot. Now, I didn't really have any problems with my stomach overnight. So thank goodness those of you who are a little bit of gluten intolerant uh, can probably safely eat this at uh, Casa Rosa. Now, the other thing is uh, we kind of went and walked around because uh, Robert had never had not been to Broadway since he was a young child. He's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so Eloisa, having grown up in South Korea and uh, gone to vet school down in Grenada, although she went to her undergrad in Georgia, and uh, she did some of her uh, veterinary training in Iowa and is headed over to Virginia next before she officially becomes a veterinarian in four weeks, and she's going to be a great vet. And I hope Eloisa will get a chance to listen to this at some point and know just how much I truly believe in this young lady because she's just a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and really not experience this. Now, Eloisa and I had gone down a couple weeks ago when she first got here to Jason Aldean's, and we had dinner down there and listened to a little bit of music, and and I introduced her a little bit, you know, to, to some country music. And, and uh, when, actually, when we were at Jason Aldean's that night, um, Jolene by Dolly Parton was being sung on the stage by, by this uh, couple who was very, very good, and I wish to God I got in their name that night so I could give them a shout-out. And I said, do you know who this is? you know, who sings this? And she said, Dolly Parton. I said, do you know, you know, uh, do you know any Dolly Parton songs? She says, well, I know this song and I know nine to five. That's all I know about Dolly Parton. So, <laughs> you know, here I knew that I was going to have a very technically challenged person with uh, country music and rock music as well. I'm much more greater versed in rock music and alternative music than I am country. I'm still learning a lot of country. I'm, I, I got to admit, I still have a learning curve, but I like country music. And I do like a lot of the uh, kind of more traditional country, you know, the more bluegrass sounding, the more fiddle based because uh, I did grow up uh, listening to a lot of the 70s country, you know, the Glen Campbell, the Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, all that stuff was always on TV as a kid. So, you know, it's kind of the new country that, uh, you know, I, I've had a little bit of a learning curve on, um, but I'm learning and I really enjoy it. And uh, so we kind of, we had gone from Casa Rosa and we walked back over to Jason Aldean's because I wanted to show uh, Robert the uh, view from the rooftop as well and give him a little taste of, you know, an, a, a, another, you know, place to go should he come back, you know, because he's a Tennessee native. And uh, so we went up to the rooftop and uh, 
after we stopped and listened to a couple bands. I don't know who was on stage last night, but it was a guy who kind of looked a little bit like Toby Keith. And it wasn't Toby Keith, but he had kind of a Toby Keith look and a Toby Keith uh, voice or uh, Trace Atkins type voice, a very deep voice. And uh, I got to tell you, he was really, really good. I really honestly wish I'd gotten his name because uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to him because he was really good and entertaining. And then the guys up on uh, the third floor who were playing last night and um, they were really good, too, because they were kind of getting the crowd going and and. And the other thing too is 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 when you're out there and you are somebody who has music in your soul and and I have music in my soul. I've always had music in my soul. Um it's something that comes out the moment you start hearing live music or you start hearing something on the radio that really gets you. And I think it was a Matchbox 20 song that they were playing. And I'm there dancing and, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to be, you know, not to get too obnoxious, you know. I don't know how to dance. I'm a lousy dancer. Um, barely passable singer. But, but if I'm singing with, but if I'm singing with somebody who has a voice in the range that I can sing with or sing along with, I'm not quite as bad. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm kind of dancing and singing and, and I said, do you guys know this song? And they kind of looked at me, you know, like, yeah, you know, Robert said, I, I know this song. And Ella always says, like that. <laughs> so it was kind of cute, but we listened to the rest of the song, and then we went out, and uh, you know, naturally, me being a photographer, I'm up on the rooftop and I'm taking pictures across the street of the Batman building, and and the, you know, uh, Nash downtown Nashville, and uh, I'm trying to behave myself, you know, and and took took a couple pictures of the kids and myself with me, and and you know, because I want I want them to remember their trip here. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, then we uh, went down and we walked up the block. We walked past Kid Rock's place. Uh, they, the, unfortunately, the band wasn't playing at that moment because you get, get some really good rock rock from Kid Rock's place. And, and uh, we walked up and we walked up to 2nd Avenue and crossed the street. I, I debated taking them down, but... Um, I kind of felt maybe, you know, let's, let's just kind of limit it tonight. And, and, uh, you know, Eloisa didn't know anything about what had happened Christmas day. So, um, and it's sad down there because I spent a lot of time down there when I first got to Nashville because I stayed at a hotel right up the street from where all that happened. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, this was, this was more than a year before it happened that I had, had really last been down there because I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time downtown for more than a year. And, um, um, we came back and, and, uh, we stopped by various different venues to listen to the music. We just stood outside. And, uh, of course me here, I'm taking pictures everywhere along the way. I'm stopping, I'm recording some of the music. Um, and, uh, we go by this one, this one play, this one bar where they're playing that was a song, Chicken Fried. And uh, the guy came out on in out of the window with a guitarist, and he, and he, you know, he was just really a cool guy to watch. And this this girl comes out and joins him to finish the song, and and it's kind of funny. It's ironic was as soon as that finished, the same song was playing at the at the honky tonk across the street, and uh, it was really kind of fun. I, I posted a little bit of it on my Instagram. Uh, in the reels, if you're interested, you know, um, I just thought it was really fun the way that the guitarist came out and, and it was playing to the crowd and, and, uh, it was just kind of a cool feeling. 
And so then we walk around the corner. I, I, I debated stopping like at Tootsie's and stuff. And we did stop at there's there's a, like a Roberts. Uh, I don't know if it's a honky tonk, a bar or a barbecue. But the sign said Roberts. So I made Robert stand under the sign and point up to it. So he has his memory of Nashville in photographs um, to see. And um, then we uh, walked by Tootsie's, and I debated going in there and trying to explain a little bit of the history to him, even though I'm not an expert at country music history, but I'm becoming more and more of one every day as I really dive into more about country music and learn about it and learn more about the music business. Um, I actually got a got uh, an interview I'm trying to get, not just on this show, but um, I also have an interview in uh, the insurance genre that I think will be very interesting here in a couple weeks um, that I will summarize here because uh, it's something that relates to content creators, that contact, content content creators, uh, musicians, and artists, and people doing NTFs, and um, social media people, uh, content creators should know about. And that's something once um, I've had that interview uh, for the writing job that I'm doing on this particular product, then I will get on here and I will um, kind of summarize it for you all. Because I think it's something uh, you all should be interested in knowing about if you are a content creator or a musician, an artist, a photographer. Um, it's, it uh, involves a little bit about copyright law and um, a little bit about, um, you know, the loss, you know, the lawsuits uh, that can be filed if you are infringing on people's uh, copyrights or their images um, and just protections that you should have uh, as as a creative person. And I'm really excited to uh, to be able to do that uh, here soon. Uh, it, it got moved back another week uh, because the person I'm interviewing is going to be out of town. And I have another interview I'm trying to line up with someone who's a musician and a business person who I think you guys would be really interested in hearing about. So when that gets, gets done... Um, you know, of course, we will do that se- that session. And getting back to getting back to last night, we walked around the corner, and there was the mural of uh, all the country music artists. And and um, I asked Eloisa, "Do you know any of these?" She says, "Well, there's Dolly Parton, <laughs> and uh, you know." And so I name off the rest of them for and everything. She says, "Do you want to go get pick?" I said, "No, just we'll just stay across the street and we'll look at." It. I said, "Do you know what that place is?" And I pointed to the Ryman. And she didn't know, so I had to explain about the Mother Church of Country Music. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how much she really, you know, really registered, but, you know, it's kind of cool. And, 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 and uh, then uh, uh, we go into the new Fifth uh, and Broadway uh, facility, uh, which is really, really cool. If you get a chance to go down there, it's uh, just a great place. There's uh, some really high-scale shopping. Of course, there's residents there and a lot of businesses in there. Um, I was very, very happy. I like jumping up and down when I see Jenny's Jenny's ice cream, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream, because Jenny's from my hometown, and I adore Jenny's ice cream. I adore what Jenny has done. You know, she, she's like a, a hometown hero to all of us. And the ice cream is just out of this world. I, I, I love ice cream. And, and, you know, this is appropriate for the food <laughs> episode here to discuss uh, Jenny's ice cream. But uh, it's if you if you get a chance to try Jenny's, um, just just do. It's it's an indulgence. 
But it's one of those indulgences that just, you get TBOs. Anybody know what a TBO is? I mean, my my, my freshman and college roommate, Mia, she and Debbie and Debbie Dreyer, she, they created TBOs. Uh, They would say, we got TBOs, we got TBOs. Taste bud orgasms. And I, I, they probably weren't the original people doing that. It could have been a, a thing from um, from up in Chicago, Illinois, you know, from Kenilworth and, and Winneka, where they were from, you know, at New Trier High School. Um, you know, they could have brought it down there, you know, from down there for all I know. But but we used to joke about TBOs. Well, Jenny's will honestly give you TBOs. The flavors that Jenny comes up with, the combinations and everything, are just out of this world. It will blow your mind. Um you know, uh, it's it's just it's just amazing some of the stuff she is. I always love the Bramble Berry Crisp, and and my son always gets her chocolates. My son doesn't deviate. My son is not adventuresome, and they, she had this vanilla, this honey vanilla, that um, I wish wish I could find, wish she'd bring back or find again because I love that one. There was something about that vanilla that just, and, and you know, we all have vanilla ice cream, and 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 we've all had it. You know, some vanilla is better than others, but that one just really has always stuck in my mind as to one I love. But I love I love uh, the flavors. And she teamed up with Dolly Parton, too. Um, they had a one that sold out, like, almost immediately. It was uh, gone so fast. And uh, do seriously, if you get a chance, try uh, Jenny's ice cream. The other place down there was Hattie B's. Now, all of us did this... Um, uh, the owner of the place where I'm staying and Eloisa and I, because Eloisa was saying, you know, I could eat the hottest of hot stuff. And <laughs> so we decided uh, to order all the degrees of Hattie B's chicken tenders up from the mild through the, um, what, do, what do they call it? Uh Oh, clucking something. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to look it up here while I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we ordered all, all levels of, of hotness here. And uh, and uh, so we did the taste challenge. And uh, it was really cool doing this taste challenge because uh, we went, oh, here we go. Uh... Oh, uh, I have to look this up too. Well, it went from it went from mild, medium, hot, damn hot, and oh, shut the clock up. That's what it was. Shut the clock up. And so we started. I I was teased when I first got Hattie B's uh, that I went straight to mild. I mean, straight to medium um, because I do have a you know fairly good tolerance to uh, hot stuff. And so I uh, had, have tried that before, and I really like it. And so I, um, you know, wasn't too concerned about trying, um, you know, the next level up, the damn hot. So I tried the damn hot. It, you know, you could feel it. But it was really good. It was very flavorful. So then we decide to try the shut the cluck up. Eloisa went first. And uh, she 
says, you know, a little hot, but, you know, you could feel it. Well, I, t- we, I took a piece, and we're talking a two-bite piece. We're t- not talking a single little speck of this. We're talking you actually had to take, like, a two-bite large piece of this. And I ate it, and you could feel it. And my mouth was warm probably for a half hour, but it was, it was, a, it was good. I mean, I, I don't think I could have eaten more than one chicken tender of it if I had eaten, you know, maybe half a chicken tender of it. But it was really good, and um, the guy who owns the place, Matt, he tried he tried it too, and and we all passed the Hattie Bees challenge. And of course, I posted it on social media, and Hattie Bees like that we did this. Um, you know, we took the challenge, just, and and I and I texted as soon as I took the challenge. You know, I took the pictures of it, and I and I took the card, and I texted it to my husband, and I said, "Hey, look." Hey, 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 you're, you're, you're Ohioan, this Ohioan passed the Tennessee, you know, the Tennessee hot chicken challenge, you know, <laughs> and um, so that was really cool. That was another culinary thing that we've, we did. The other thing I want to talk about today is uh, a couple pl- a couple of uh, taco places that I've tried so far, because my search for the ultimate taco here in Nashville is still ongoing. Um, probably... And I'm going to go back to Casa Rosa. I swear, Chef, Tom- Chef Tomas, I'm going to try those tacos there because there's several on that on, on your menu that I really, really want to try. But uh, Taco Shella in uh, L&L Landmark. Uh, this is probably my top go-to taco right now is their Bang Bang Shrimp Tacos. And I think I talked about this before. And uh, I like that it's the shrimp is grilled. It has the mango mango on a little slaw and the bang bang sauce. And there's something about the flavor combinations of this one that uh, I just really like. It's 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 my absolute go to uh, taco place here in Nashville and my absolute go to taco. I have actually also tried their uh, polo rojo taco, which was extremely good. And their pastor taco, because I, I like El Pastor tacos. Um, they're actually up in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there is a, a couple taco places that uh, have really great. Um, and of course, you know, I get on here and I want to plug them, and I can't remember the name of the place to at the moment. Um, that I love, that I love their El Pastor tacos, and and we would go get those all the time. And, um, uh, um, so anyway, their other tacos are extremely good there. The, it's just this little, this little bar area, uh, in L, if you've ever been in LL Landmark, uh, market, it's, um, I think it was an old factory that they've renovated, and the shops are all really small. There's honest, uh, honest uh, coffee roasters up there, which is really, really good. There's a uh, Thai place that has a really good pad Thai and soup. Up, uh, had one of their soups one day. Um, there are uh, several clothing stores. Uh, Living with Landon, and this is a finale. And then there is a. Wine and cheese place. Amelia's Flowers is are, is there. Um, uh, the milkshake bar, Gracie's milkshake bar, or the milkshake bar is there. I have not ventured to try that yet because they're like these huge creations. Um, and Five Daughters Bakery and and Five Daughters Bakery, their hundred layer donuts is one that this gluten free uh, woman can tolerate one of their 
hundred layer flaky donuts with all those wonderful fillings they put in there every so often. And it doesn't make me sick, which is good when you're gluten-free that you, every so often that you can eat something regular and not worry about it. Well, you know, that is the one, one, one of the, my indulgences and my other indulgences is, is every so often picking up a few flowers at Amelia's, Amelia's flowers. Um, those are really great local businesses. And savory spice is up there too. Savory spice does have the uh, Nashville seasoning to put on the chicken. And I've used that before. And it's very good too. If you, if you like Nashville hot chicken, um, that is a place that uh, you can get uh, that. And you can get other really good seasonings too. I've, I've used a lot of their seasonings. I'm a very big fan of them. But Anyway, Taco Shella is, is probably, right now, the Bang Bang Shrimp Tacos is probably my top choice. I also had the chance to try La, per- La Perilla East, and they had really great taco authenticos. They're hard, hard tacos. Um, they must uh, fry the, the tortillas up themselves, you know, and shape them into the taco shape. And I was very impressed with those. Um, I really enjoyed... Uh, those the other night uh, that I got them. And uh, I had had the shredded chicken. And I also got one of their shrimp um, uh, tacos as well. Uh, And that was really good. Um, And I highly recommend them. And and there's all they are. They also have one, I guess it's out by the airport, um, closer to the airport that I've had before. And I had their fish tacos from there before. And I really enjoyed those as well. I also went to uh, Taqueria Azteca, and uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good. I had their tacos and empanadas uh, a couple weeks ago, and and I was impressed with those. And Blue Coast Burrito has a Baja fish tacos. Uh, those were very good, and their guac was really good. And uh, I haven't been up to Nectar up on McGavick, off McGavick Pike for, uh, on McGavick Pike for a while, but that was kind of a go-to place for a while. And they have some specialty tacos that are really, really good. Um, and their smoothies and some of their specialty coffee coffee drinks are really good too. So this is still my journey into finding the ultimate taco here in Nashville. And I'm also working on a list of the ultimate pad thai, too, because I I, I, I try to eat pad thai um, at, in every city I go to. I try to find at least one um, Thai place, and I, I swore up and down I was going to rate the best pad thai in, in the country. Um, and pad thai is really interesting, too, and this is, this is where the, 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 the cook comes out in me. I learned how to make my own uh, pad thai sauce. And it's really not all that difficult. And I'm going to share how you make homemade pad thai sauce. You need to go down to one of the Asian grocery stores. And you need to buy a jar of the tamarind uh, concentrate. Uh, tamarind is kind of a tangy, sweet um, flavor that is used in in a lot of Asian cooking, especially Thai cooking. You take about, you take about two tablespoons of the tamarind uh, concentrate the tamarind, um, uh, and you dissolve it into about a fourth to half a cup of very hot water. Dissolve that. Add a couple of teaspoons. This is where you also need to go to the uh, Asian market of fish sauce. 
And be careful not to get it on you because fish sauce can, fish sauce, get it on your skin or spill it in your cabinet. It, it can be a little stinky, but it flavors the pad thai sauce really well. So you add about two tables, two, two teaspoons of the fish sauce or fish sauce distaste to the tamarind and add about two tablespoons of sugar. Now, I usually use uh, cane sugar or turbinado sugar that I dissolve into the uh, tamarind and the fish sauce and the water. And then you want to add a little kick to it. Now, you can chop up a Thai chili or a jalapeno or serrano um, into, you know, finely chop. You don't need a lot to uh, flavor it, or you can add, you know, red chili pepper flakes to it. And you let that sit a little bit because you want the flavors to mix. Now, the sugar will come back down a bit. You will need to stir it back up again before you pour it over your your, your rice noodles. Now, how I like to make my pad thai is I like to cook an egg in a little cooking oil, uh, scramble it up, and then I take it out of the pan, leave the remains of the oil in the pan. In the meantime, you will want to soak your rice noodles. Uh, And you can go to the Asian grocery store and get the rice noodles. And they are available, um, pad thai noodles are available at most Kroger's and stuff these days. Um, And you want to soak your noodles and, and you want to drain the noodles. Uh, then you, if you want to put shrimp or chicken or steak or combination of them, the next step is to cook up your shrimp, chicken, or steak. You will take those and chop up some green onions along the way. Get yourself some good bean sprouts and chop up some peanuts. What you're going to do is after you cook the meat, you're going to throw the... Uh, rice noodles into the pan and uh, then you're going to pour the sauce after you stir it back up over the meat and the noodles in your pan or your wok and you're going to kind of want to stir fry them a little bit you're kind of want to get a slight bit of uh, a crust going you know you want the noodles to soak up the sauce and then towards the end of the process add back in your scrambled egg once you've done that remove it from the remove it from the uh, heat and add some chopped green onions on top and your bean sprouts and your um Uh, chopped peanuts and it's ready to serve and uh, it's a really good way to make pad thai (laughs) and it's fairly it's a fairly authentic sauce because um, the sauce I pulled uh, from I I don't know where I found it on the internet so I can't I can't credit who I found the sauce from but it's a pretty authentic sauce with the tamarind and the fish sauce and it's much better than the bottled sauces you see at the supermarkets for pad thai, and including the Asian supermarkets, uh, they will have bottled pad thai sauce. And uh, it's it's probably a better pad thai sauce than you're going to find at most restaurants. But uh, I'm always really thrilled when I find a Thai restaurant that uses a pad thai sauce that is very similar to the one that I make when I make pad thai at home. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you know. I think it's I think it's really fun um, 
it discovering new and different foods and restaurants here in Nashville. And I hope that I can continue to discover them, share them with you, and share some places and music along with with you too. You know, when you get the musical spirit inside you, and I was trying to explain to my husband, you know, because we both have this musical spirit inside us. And we can articulate it in different ways. You know, he can sing and play instruments where... I can somewhat sing, I can kind of play instruments, but I'm not a true musician in the wor- in the sense, but I am someone who feels the music, who can relate to the music, who can recall the music, who can recall, you know, hey, I've heard this before. Um, you know, this sounds like so-and-so and, and, and things like that. And I get that spirit inside me. It's that it captures you. That, you know, if you haven't heard the song for 20, 30 years, all of a sudden that song grabs you and draws you in again and it brings you back to the memories. The other day um, at the mall, um, they one of the, one of the tunes was uh, David Bowie's Modern Love. And I was actually going to do a whole entire episode on David Bowie's Modern Love and, and it, during, during June, you know, with Gay Pride Month and, and everything. I kind of wanted to bring, you know, the concept of modern love in, into the podcast. But anyway... It's one that we always dance to in college. That that the Let's Dance album came out uh, freshman or sophomore year of college, and we would go to the Sig House and they would play that, and we're all out on the dance floor. And it's it's one that's really fun to dance to. If you can't dance, it's one that just makes you want to dance. Okay, <laughs> even more than his tune Let's Dance because you know, Modern Love has such a great beat with it, and it has this wonderful saxophone solo. The one instrument that I really can play, even though I'm a little rusty, is a saxophone, and I've always wanted wanted to learn that saxophone solo in uh, you know David Bowie's Modern Love and I wanted to do, learn it in um, uh, In Excess Never Tear Us Apart uh, that's another one that I wanted to learn the saxophone solo too <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, I had to restrain myself from not, I mean, I'm singing under my breath while I'm going through the mall to David Bowie's Modern Love, you know, and everything. And and then uh, at the end of the time that I was at the mall, Billy Idol's Dancing With Myself came on. And anybody remembers the old days of MTV and remembers the video, Billy Idol's video of uh, Dancing With Myself and everybody's climbing up that wall trying to get to him um, and, and, you know, Billy up there singing. Um, it's a great another song that just brings the spirit out in me, you know, the musical spirit, the music recall, the memories, you know, the fun of, uh, of, uh, meeting one of my very, very dear friends, Amos White, you know, we, we bonded over Billy Idol <laughs> and it's fun to watch Billy Idol on social media. Billy Idol is a grandparent, a grandfather to uh, Poppy Rebel. And uh, his daughter, uh, Bonnie Blue, Bonnie Blue Blood, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but Bonnie, please forgive me, um, has a uh, social media account for, for Poppy and watching Poppy grow up. You know, she's now 13 months old and she's learning all this stuff. And she posts uh, Poppy, you know, pretty much every day. And Poppy's going to be a big sister soon, which is really great. Um, but watching Billy Idol be a grandfather is, is really cool. And, and uh, I had a friend in high school and college who went to Billy Idol concert and, and she was like a concert junkie. And uh, she told me how she made out with Steve Stevens once in, in his bus. I, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, uh, at the Billy Idol concert way back in the early, mid-80s, you know. Um, 
<laughs> who knows? Who knows? I mean, she she was the one who uh, who uh, chased the replacements across the country, and and uh, you know she was really gaga over music. But I do credit her for turning me on to music, and and it, you know my mother started that process. My friend in high school really got me into music, and by the time I was in college, I was really you know music really became a big part of my life. And when I raised my kids, I didn't necessarily I, I, I raised them to listen to a lot of the the songs I listened to, and th- and then you know when I was in my last relationship before I met my husband, it it, it kind of let a lot of music go by the wayside. Um, we had like this very disparate, you know, the, 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 our taste in music was total opposites. When I would say eighties, nineties alternative music, he would think Madonna or uh, the Go Go's or all this stuff that I avoided, like the plague, you know. Not that I avoided all Madonna. Madonna does have a few good songs and, and the Go-Go's are kind of fun, but nowadays, you know, you know, there's nostalgia there. But but he didn't understand that what I wanted to listen to would be like Depeche Mode and New Order and the Smiths. And we would be, you know, driving down to Charleston, South Carolina, and, you know, like the Smiths would come on or Depeche Mode or New Order would come on Sirius XM you know, on the uh, 80 station, the alternative station, and he turned it off. I'm like, why would you turn that off? And he turns on, you know, like 1940s music or turns on NPR or something. It's like, why did you turn off the good stuff? And he, or he turned on the 80s station, which was all the pop stuff that I couldn't stand. And it's like, it's 80s music. I said, this is not this is this is the stuff that I avoided like the plague. Why are you making me listen to this? Of course, this was also the same guy who didn't who didn't like me singing at the top of my lungs in the car. And as I, as you know, you all know, I'm not the world's best singer, but I can occasionally carry a tune. And there's some songs, and there's some people I could actually sing with. You know, if my husband starts singing, I can sing along with him because we have a range that is very suitable for each other. And uh, you know, I could probably do some harmony with him um, and everything, but. Um, he didn't like me singing in the car. So, you know, you could, you'd be sitting there and all of a sudden this really, really great song that you want to sing at the top of your lungs come on while you're stuck on the highway, you know, in, in Virginia waiting for traffic to move because it's construction and you want to sing at the top of your lungs. He turns on NPR. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, you know, it's great to have the musical spirit back, and it's great to be able to talk music, and it's great to be able to talk food, and it's great to be able to talk about Nashville and discovering things in Nashville and taking people out and showing people what Nashville's all about. And I hope that you all will get that chance if you ever get down to Nashville and come visit and see what the city has to offer. And and my hometown too, Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of similarities between Columbus and Nashville. And, and, and maybe that's another episode one of these days. But get out and and explore, you know, the, the restaurants around you. Try something new. If you've never tried Pad Thai, go try Pad, pad Thai. If you've never had Nashville hot chicken, Go out, try Nashville hot chicken. If you've never had chicken and waffles, let's go out and have chicken and waffles. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening.